This is your announcer, Chuck Landington. Welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Somehow, Dave Mustaine is still feuding with Nick Menza, even though Nick has been dead for four years. There hasn't been an Italian food-based vendetta this long-standing since Sid got diarrhea at the Olive Garden that one time. Come on, Sid, let it go. You have diarrhea all the time. Don't blame the breadsticks. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now. Yes, sir. Don't blame the breadsticks. It's all their fault. But blame the Metal Injection Livecast. Welcome to an all-new edition of the Metal Injection Livecast. I guess they're all all new when we start them, when we begin recording them. And uh, we're very thankful to be joined by a very good friend, uh, a good friend of the show who goes back to, like, episode six, Axel Rosenberg from Metal Sucks. Hey, everyone. So you finally did it. You finally killed Noah. I mean, I, I knew one. I knew it was only a matter of time. <laughs> we did kill Noah, and we sent a uh, cl- clone of her to uh, the desert somewhere in New Mexico or California. I don't know. That's sure. Sure. Yeah, Is this the beginning of Cuba, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I should introduce the, the rest of us. I am Rob. And I'm Robin with- on. Robin on, and I'm here with uh, Sydney uh, and Darren. I didn't have any <laughs> paranoia puns. Listen, alliteration always, uh, you know, you, so it can run out. The well can run dry. You pick it up next week. That's all. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And uh, if you have any alliterations, you can give us a ring-a-ding-ding. Our lines are back open. 213 wide nut is the number that's 213-943-3688 uh, the lines are blowing up already who who beckons us at 213 wide nut hello you're on the air oh and they hung up nice i like it don't be shy we're off to a good start 213 wide nut is the number it's the metal injection live cast and as Chuck Blandington alluded to, and as Axel Rosenberg is noting in his uh, lovely uh, background of, of his video, uh, we have some new fun Dave Mustaine stuff to talk about. And uh, I feel like there's no character study in the world of heavy metal that we here at the live cast enjoy more than Dave Mustaine. And I, I think if anybody enjoys picking apart Dave Mustaine's brain as much as we do, it would be you, Axel Rosenberg. I love it. I mean, he's, even as a kid, he fascinated me. I knew something was not, I knew he was very talented, but something was not right. <laughs> yeah. And so we've been talking in the last few weeks about uh, how Megadeth or Mustaine specifically has released a new book. He got a nice new cash out advance from a different publisher i'm assuming or maybe the same publisher that just was like hey let's put out a new product and the the product was a uh history of rust in peace which by many is considered their uh best album and uh so i guess the book is written like an oral history form and also uses interviews with Marty Friedman and Nick Menza uh, from back in, like, not interviewed for the book, just interviews they've done in public and, like, uses quotes of those to fill in new quotes from Dave Mustaine. 
And of course, uh, Dave Mustaine has been going around doing publicity, talking about how, like, uh, as we've been talking about on the show, I think we talked about Marty Friedman's response uh, about how the Rust and Peace reunion never happened. And of course, he had an excuse for how it was uh, everybody else's fault but his own. And it was with Marty Friedman, it was that he wanted too much, which what he wanted was first class airfare and he wanted to be paid enough where it would be worth it not to tour on his own because why would he give up his personal business to like do Dave Mustaine this favor if he's not paying him well. Uh, and then also he indicated that Dick Menzo wasn't up to the task of playing Megadeth and he pointed out that it wasn't him who thought that, it was David Ellison who thought that. Which was which was like oh so David Ellison is the one who makes the decisions in the band mm-hmm. apparently. Um, now uh, Axel, when you were hearing these things that uh, Dave was saying, uh, what, what were you thinking about? What was going through your head about? I mean, I don't. Again, I'm not taking anything away from him as a musician. I want no. to be clear, but I don't consider him a credible witness. <laughs> just because yeah. he is, uh, as I said on Metal Sucks today, self-plug, he is the boy who cried innocent. Uh, He's the boy I, who cried what? Innocent. Oh, innocent, yes. Like it, like you said, nothing is ever his fault. Uh, yeah. Which can't be true because he's a human being. We all fuck up. <laughs> And uh, oh, we actually have someone uh, on the line. The the lines are blowing up. Two one three wide nut. Is this Dave Mustaine? No, it's a New York number. Yes, it is. Is it Electra? <laughs> what do we have on the line here? Hello. Yes, six four six. You're on the line. Hey, it's uh, Eric from Brooklyn. Hi, Eric. Oh, hey. Eric, long time, long time. <laughs> how's it going, Eric? Hey, how's it going? I was just calling in to ask you guys about the uh, Borough Park protest from last week. Oh, okay, yes, we can do, we can shift topics from uh, one of our favorite uh, conversation starters, Dave Mustaine, to another one, which is uh, Hasidic Jews, Orthodox <laughs> Jews, uh, and we've talked a lot about them. And now, like, I don't, it's pretty crazy what's going on in uh, the Orthodox neighborhood here. Uh, is there's a revolt? There's a revolution. Uh, of of orthodox lives that they would argue matter. Oh. Uh, and this, there's like these protests against COVID and how like these lockdowns are being anti-Semitic because they're not allowing these synagogues to practice because they cram 200 people into this tiny room and they don't, none of them wear masks and there's big outbreaks in the neighborhood and they don't understand why, why they're, why the government is being unfair to the Orthodox Jews. Did I get that right? You just mentioned Heshi Tischler, please just say that name. That's who's, just a crowd pleaser. Who's Heshi Tischler, Sid? He's leading the revolution. <laughs> He's the rabble rouser. He's the Hasidic Alex Jones, as somebody referred to him. Yeah, uh, I, I think he was arrested finally on Sunday night, but then he's already out on bail. He's the one leading these protests, basically, yes. right? Yes. Though he doesn't have a beard, which troubles me. <laughs> How is the leader of all of this beardless? He's a plant, people. Right. He's there to discredit. He's there to discredit the conspiracy. <laughs> You'd think, you'd think the mole they chose to put as the leader of the Jews would uh, at least grow a beard. They're getting lazy, people. 
Uh, well, Eric, you live in one of the uh, hot spots where I feel like in your neighborhood, it's very mask optional. How is it uh, living in such environments, especially being I'm- in the pharmaceutical industry? I would say there's a lot of assholes out there in my neighborhood who don't wear a mask, but luckily I'm not in the uh, heart of the hotspot yet. We don't have any shutdowns in Brighton Beach yet. Um, but, oh, yeah, it's not like it's far away. Um, but, yeah, I would say around Brighton, it's like maybe 70% people wearing masks, more or less. A lot of um, a lot of chin diapers. Yes. A lot of the people not covering their nose. Yeah, so it's which... frustrating, but uh, I guess that's part least it's not as bad as Borough Park. It's not partial credit. Well, their no their mouth droplets aren't. Mm, no, but also because theoretically they could be taking a break. You know, <laughs> at least they're using it maybe fifty yeah. percent of the time. Whereas, if it's not even around their neck, you got yeah. a big fat zero. That's the most frustrating when I'm walking down the street and I see someone maskless, but they have the mask in their hand. Yeah, that's like, what, what are you doing? Did you forget? Like what? Huh? <laughs> Is it just in case you see a cop down the block? Like why? What are you doing? It's they think they can just like the the mask is like just a I voted sticker. Or something. Yes. Like if you have the <laughs> mask, if you put it on at some point when questioned, then you're doing a good job. It's okay. Yeah. Like you sway. No, you're coughing on everything you you pass by. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <sighs> God right. damn Heshi. Back to Heshi. What is Heshi short for? Herschel. Yes, I guess. I believe so. Let's see. Herschel, 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 Herschel. I believe. By that picture, it's the Hebrew name for Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> right? <laughs> it does. Uh, let's see if the original article... I mean, Harvey Weinstein is plenty of Jewish name. Yeah. <laughs> Harold, yeah. Harold Heshi no. Tischler. Tischler. <laughs> That's the Hebrew name for French tickler. Oh, no. <laughs> Tischler. We will not comply, one of these signs says. Oh, at least mm-hmm. this kid's You know, anytime I see these, uh, you know, there's been all these photos uh, and all this from these uh, neighborhoods, and I see these teen Orthodox Jews. They already look 70. Uh, beyond that, this guy, he just looks like a Sopranos extra. He does. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, I just it's like they, hired, they, they couldn't find a tough guy in the neighborhood, so they hired an Italian dude to come in and play the role. <laughs> He's like, I ain't growing the fucking beard, though. I'll put the thing on my head. I ain't growing the fucking beard. Oh, that's for life. <laughs> my favorite sign that I saw at any of these protests, I think it was on the news. Someone had a sign that was like, hey, Cuomo, we know our amendment rights. <laughs> Which I, I guess I understand. I've never heard it said that way. Our amendment rights. But all right. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just an odd phrasing. That's sure. great. It's not great. No. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough about the seeds. <laughs> How's everything else, Eric? You, you doing all right? No antibodies? Uh, luckily, I have not had the COVID yet. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna put you back on hold, but hope you uh, stay safe. <laughs> Yeah, sure thing. Box that we still have hot zones. You know? Yeah, sure thing. <laughs> Put that mask um, back on, Eric. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, so uh, I was uh, mentioning Mustaine, and okay. 
Apparently, so he's been talking so much shit. So I want to, uh, just one of the quotes uh, in that, it was actually in that video interview with Loudwire that we, we walked through on the show. We watched it all together. Uh, he wrote, uh, uh, Mustaine said that, uh, that uh, Nick said some shitty things about me at the end, especially, uh, especially to you guys and to Blabbermouth. And I would think, Nick, why are you doing this? I never did anything to you. I'm always fighting for you. <laughs> I didn't get enough shots in while he was alive. <laughs> Got to trample on his corpse a little bit. And then this is where he, said, he says, when I would read that stuff that he would say about me, I would just be so hurt because when we would do the reunion, you see Ellison tell the story. I wasn't the one that said Nick wasn't ready. Dave said that. <laughs> I was really bummed about that. I wanted things to work with Nick. Oh. Uh, so then Nick Menz's manager writes, and I feel like for Nick Menz's manager to comment on this, it has to be something where, like, he's obviously talked to Nick Menz's family, and they're probably so annoyed seeing all of these interviews and having all of their old mutual friends reach out and be like, can you believe what Dave said, and blah, 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 that they had to say something. And so Nick Menz's manager wrote, I'm going to keep this short, brief, and to the point without teabagging anyone in the process. And Wait, just, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is that? What does he mean by that? I think he meant sandbagging? No, I think he meant it. I think he meant he's going to be relatively polite. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. he's not, he doesn't name names, right? Okay. He never says Mustaine by name. Right. Or am I wrong? Well, he says some of the contact, uh, some of the content in... I'm sorry, let me try this again. Some of the content that's published in that book and in the press about Nick is fabricated bullshit and to try to sell copies, nothing more, nothing less. You're right, he doesn't. Uh, oh, wait, no, here we go. The Menza oh. family wasn't even aware of any book in the works, asked to comment, or even offered a copy. I wonder why. Here we go. Dave and Junior. So Junior would be Ellison. Why do they call him Junior? Because there's two Daves. Dave and Junior were not good friends of Nick, no matter what they say now that Nick's not here to answer what's being said about him. Dave wasn't very nice to Nick towards the end before his passing. The act of betrayal is a huge blow to Nick, his family, friends, and fans. I have all the documented proof from emails to text messages that he was never published in Nick's book out of respect for the, in oh wait, I'm sorry. He has all the documented proof that wasn't published in Nick's book out of respect for the integrity and legacy of the band. The truth will be displayed in two segments of the official Nick Mensa documentary that's in the works. So it gets a little plug in there. Shows how much you know the business. You can't print the juicy stories if he has permission. Come on. It's ridiculous. Uh, and, and honestly, Reading all of this, it reminded me very much of one of my all-time favorite Metal Sucks articles, which I'd like to briefly uh, discuss right now. Really smooching that ass there. Oh, my God. I didn't write it. Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> it is by Emperor Rhombus, uh, who writes under another alias that uh, we are the pit now, Chris Cravain. Uh, but it is, it's never Dave Mustaine's fault, a comprehensive list. And all of this stuff, I feel, that is in this article, uh, you know, is 
all stuff that we've discussed, but to see it all written in one list is really incredible about how he is just able to completely pass off any uh, responsibility. And keep in mind, when was this written? This, this was, was a couple of years ago. In 2017. 2017 like- so three years, there's... there's- <laughs> You know, we could update that probably. There's probably so much more, especially this Nick Menza. Like, not having Nick Menza in the reunion is wasn't his fault. It was Ellison's fault, it seems like, or Menza's fault for wanting too much money or whatever. It wasn't his fault that Risk sounded like shit either. It was Marty Friedman's fault. <laughs> and then Marty Friedman, like, I think Mustaine said, I might be wrong about the details. I think I'm right. I think Mustaine said that Marty Friedman insisted in, on Breadline being on the album. Yeah. And Marty Friedman said, Breadline is specifically the reason I quit the band. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, uh, maybe so- he was looking for an excuse to quit, so he insisted that be put on so he could then quit because of- Maybe. That's po- sure. I like that. <laughs> I mean, I, we, we, we don't have to do the screen. I could just read it, but okay. October t- 2009, he blamed Roadrunner for Endgame's drop in sales, even though they promoted the hell out of the album. I remember this. I believe we talked about it uh, because when like the next album was going to come out, he was talking about how great the new label was. Uh, December 2012, when he blamed the quote fuckers of the world for why the First Amendment doesn't apply to Dave Mustaine and not his own statements for being insensitive, horrible, politically backwards nonsense. August 2013, when he blamed other heavy metal musicians for metal not getting the respect it deserves. (laughs) Uh, January 2014, when he blamed people misrepresenting his words, not his recorded statements expressing those words, for his current dickhead public image. And I feel like this is around the time when he was saying all those wacky things about Obama and being a birther. Um, he called it Nazi America, Obama's Nazi America. Right, and this was this was around the time of those shootings that he called false uh-huh. flag shootings. And when uh, they stopped making Twinkies, he suggested uh, secession, <laughs> as in like let's have a civil war over this. Have you ever tried a Twinkie? <laughs> March 2014, when he blamed a bias against Christians and not his actual homophobic statements for him being labeled a homophobe, uh, which is so we've gone over we've went over the, this quote many times, which I love, where he says he's not homophobic, but uh, he very vehemently said because he's Christian, he is against gay marriage, and because um, he himself. That's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and as we discussed at great length at the time, it's like, well, you're preventing gay people from having equal rights. So in that sense, it would be considered homophobia. But also then somebody later asked him, like, yes or no, would you support gay marriage? And his answer was not being gay. My answer is no. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's like because... a weird... <laughs> You can only you can only appreciate the rights of people who are exactly like you. Here, here, people think that you're anti-gay, which I'm not. I'm not gay. So when the question came up that started all this, someone said, "What do you think about gay rights?" And I said, "Dude, I'm a heterosexual man. I'm married. The gay rights fight doesn't have anything to do with me." <laughs> so being a sh- shitty station up in well, I won't say where it's at. The guy said that I was anti-gay, and I'm not. 
And then, oh, okay. So this that was his like reframing. Uh, and and the original uh, question was uh, asking Mustaine if he supported gay marriage, to which he replied, well, since I'm not gay, the answer to that would be no. <laughs> then the interviewer asked if Mustaine supported legislation to make marriage legal, and he replied, I'm a Christian. The answer to that would be no. So he doesn't support gay marriage, and he doesn't think it should be legal. So it's clearly more than just him not being gay. It's because he thinks his right. religious beliefs uh, oppose gay marriage. Yeah. But it also uh, sort of implies that if he wasn't religious, he might be gay. I was thinking, like, any dude who starts the sentence with, I'm not gay, but is probably, <laughs> probably, Open like, repressing start. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A thought. Uh, if only Marty Freeman was more agreeable on certain topics. He's a very beautiful man. <laughs> Uh, flowing curly locks. This was good. January 2015, when he blamed the fans for Chris Broderick and Sean Drover being fired from the band, and then also blamed Super Collider's shittiness on the producer, which I loved. I loved when he came up with all of these excuses for Super Collider because as it was coming out, he was saying he was praising it like the best work he's ever done. And, and and now it's like everyone knew it was a, it was a it was a piece of shit. It's like no, dude, you didn't know. Um, Rob, I'd like to defend myself and rebut that point, please. Uh, when I said that it was the best album ever, that was before I had heard it <laughs> played back for me. Thank you very much. Uh, and then October 2015, when he blamed a guitar tech for issues at his Brisbane the show. The Duclaw. The Duclaw. This is the Duclaw quote. Yes. Yeah. We play the sound like Total fucking Duclaw. <laughs> Going so far as to post a video rant, ranting angrily about the guy calling him. A waste of skin and life. <laughs> I still can't believe. It sounds more like the impression of him than actually him. It's a waste Skin and life. Total waste of skin and life. <laughs> it's one of the rare times that he uses his uh, studio album yeah. singing voice to speak words. Yeah. I have the whole clip here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't hear it. Yeah. Don't oh, you don't hear it? Oh, I'm no. sorry. Here I am laughing. When you said about Jesus it. Christ, I thought you heard it. So. Yeah. Oh, I was still laughing about the just the little piece I've heard now. <laughs> I thought oh, it was sorry. Just me. Here we go. Here it is. You guys ever have an experience where you are in a like a clutch moment and you have somebody there that's like your wheel man and the guy just turns out to be a total fucking dewclaw, like a total waste of skin and life. Well, that was my guitar tech tonight and I fired his ass and I apologize to the people here in Brisbane. You know, we'll make it up to you sometime. I mean, maybe it'll be in Hawaii when we luau out this fat pig's ass, but I'll tell you what, you guys deserve way better than this jerk. So they're going to eat him because screwed up? Maybe that's it's so. much better than what we appeared tonight. But you know what the funny thing is? He has to live with himself. And as of like right now, I will never see his stupid fucking ass again. Oh, yeah, so that is the funny thing, Dave. It's hilarious. 
yeah, the funny thing is how mad he is about this guy he's never going to see again. See, this is why I'm so sad that his that like his handlers got a hold of him and got him offline. Like, I miss this tape. I miss when he would do these live Q&As and all this stuff because he would, he would just – it would just be so magical. The funniest thing is I don't even really think it hurt him. You know, like it kind of uh, just – you think it did? Well, I think uh, – I definitely feel like all those political statements hurt him. Like there yeah. was a, there was definitely a dip. Like I'm sure uh, it wasn't just that. Like, but was it a dip because feel... of the political statements or because they put out Super Collider? It's a good point. But also, I think people just didn't want to work with him. You know, hurting like, him financially. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. That I I I have to say I don't I, I don't know that it hurt him. I, I have to say that pumping out shitty music for like a decade probably probably did more to hurt his album sales than that. Wouldn't you it, think? I mean, who cares? Does anyone buy his album based on his political leanings? Well, I think wow. there was that point, though, like when he was doing all that birther stuff that it was just like, wow, this guy's entered like, Ted Nugent yeah. territory. Yeah. But doesn't that attract a lot of metal fans, though? I feel mm, like that would make him more no. of a hero. I don't know. But also, like, like, if that's the case, traps would be huge. <laughs> well, they just really—they—that's backing up the super collider, Carl. Yeah. yeah, they were never good to begin with, so they're yeah, starting yeah. from way further behind. Um, when I was a kid, and like Dave Mustaine was super liberal or appeared super liberal, I don't know. Like, it made it, he seemed cool to me. So I don't know that it uh, would like attract or repel mm-hmm. people but yeah. i do wonder about younger impressionable fans it's certainly off-putting i won't deny that yeah so then uh july 2016 oh i'm sorry i skipped one february 2016 when he blamed metallica's uh when he blamed the metallica breakup for why fans hate him and not his attitude or un-PC statements. Which, uh, what? I wonder if he realizes that, like, with the amount of people who love Metallica, 98% of them don't have any idea who he is. Yes, I agree. He really is. You really do have to, like, dive into Metallica to know the story of Dave. Like, yeah, like, this is, we all take it for granted, but this is not something that, like, frat dudes who love Enter Sandman are aware of. Even, I would say, people, a lot of people who love Megadeth might not know who he is. That's true, too, actually. (laughs) Definitely, yeah. A long fucking time ago. Uh, And then after that, uh, July 2016, when he blamed Megadeth drummer Nick Menza's dislike of him and not his inability to pay Menza the money he was owed for not being involved in Menza's tribute shows. We went over uh, this in great detail when, uh, unfortunately, Nick Menza passed away because I think Megadeth was also promoting a new album. So he was doing a lot of interviews and there was a lot of questions about like, well, what are your memories of Nick Menza? And anytime he was asked, he never actually said anything about Nick Menza. And we were just like, do you even know Nick Menza? Because it was always like the memory was always about someone else. Do we have any evidence that they were ever in the same room outside of being on a stage? Uh, August 2016, when he hoped the band he controls entirely would have no more lineup changes. <laughs> I hope I don't have to shit can anybody anymore. That was August. a good one. Wait, August. we have to backtrack to the Nick Menza thing. That that's how we got this clip. Girl, guy, girl. 
Yeah, Remember that's that right. One? Yes, he was talking about uh, when uh, Menza picked up a, uh, trans, a woman. trans woman. I suspect we don't know that. Yeah. That's just his word. August 2016, when he blamed Havoc for leaving a tour when Mustaine management gave them an unacceptable contract, and then he got pissed at Metal Sucks for reporting on it. Oh, very nice. March still around? Yeah. March 2017, when he blamed the production team for the fan backlash against Risk. I think we we just mentioned that as well. So that's where this ends. There's so much more since then. It's crazy. There needs to be like a part two now. But uh, a wiki about Dave's uh, <laughs> what would it be called uh, wiki girl gang girl <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was another thing uh, Matt you're familiar with this you know we, we support you know struggling yeah, artists Axel. very much nowadays and times are tough artists have to come up with new uh, ways to generate income and, and some of them do fundraisers including our good friend, Chris Holmes. Uh, you might remember Chris Holmes, uh, most famous for that scene in Decline of Western <laughs> Civilization Part Two, where he's in the pool, <laughs> drinking vodka. That's sad that he's not most famous for Wasp. No, or anything not. he did musically. He's most famous for that. <laughs> and then secondly, most famous for his recent string of incredible videos that he's put out. Uh, and then also he played in Wasp for a while. Uh, <laughs> But so he's funding his new album on Indiegogo. It's a flexible goal of $39,147. Surprisingly, he's already had 44 backers give him $4,000. That's like an average of what? Like uh, $100 a person or 10 bucks a person? No, 100 bucks a person. It's not bad. I mean, but like that's his whole family now. Who else has he got? Uh, so let let me read this uh, description, which is both in English and Francais, but I'll just read the English. I prefer you read now. the French version. The video yeah. is honestly, if you want to take a moment to watch, the we will. much okay because the description is. Oh, it, okay. Well, just the okay. All right. Let's let's see. You guys can hear it, right? Just, yeah. yeah, you can skip ahead. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Nice. There he is. <laughs> how do how do you describe this guy? He's like uh, he's like the old man in the hills in movies, like real. Yeah. He's like if uh Santa Claus got fired from his job and then just became a raging alcoholic and like grew his hair out and and it, it became like more golden as opposed to white. I think that's what it would, that would I be. I always feel like I'm about to spot a piece of soup in his beard. What if we say he looks like if Kevin Nash lived Scott Hall's life? <laughs> Does that work? I like her. <laughs> Formerly a wasp, okay? I got a new band called Mean Man. And I got one record came out. Let me just load it this way. Uh, What were you going to say? Uh, He said formably. That's my first favorite part of the video. Okay. Formably of Wasp. (laughs) Oh, God. 
Just keep it, dude. You I gotta... got a new band called Me Man. Dude, you got it. Oh, guy One man. Came out. Oh, God. He's already flustered talking about his band. Oh, God. He doesn't know when his album came out. Neither do we. And it's like, okay, so, so then stop. Do another take. Right? Yeah, why? The moment he said formably. <laughs> It is time for take two. At least get some B-roll so you have something to cut away to and you can dub it later. He's already over it. Oh, God, He's so God, annoyed. He is the character Mike Patton is playing in the song RV. I just realized. <laughs> Where are the kids? I don't know. Maybe pregnant. It's going to be money, all right? The idea is that I have the third one. And the problem is when I run up against the wall with this COVID thing going on, because the way I... I fund my doing my records by playing live, and the money for that pays for me to play live. I can't go out and beg for money in the street anymore, so I gotta go do it on a computer now. Wait, listen to what he just Wait, said. He <laughs> said. Yeah, like we gotta go back. Let, 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 this last sentence uh, is a word of him. art. I fund my doing my records by playing live, and the money for that pays for me to play live. I fund my rec do my records by playing live and the money for that funds me to play live. Wait, what? <laughs> Maybe that's why you don't have money for records. You just take all the money you make when you work live and you put it back into your live shows. I think he just disproved causality. <laughs> Scientifically. And guys, his wife is his manager. That's the nice part. Why? Why didn't you do that? So therefore. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah, like his, he, you're right. His wife saw that I accidentally hit play. I think his, she filmed this. Yeah, and she was like, no, that's good. Or, or <laughs> was she like, Chris, do you think maybe you can do one more take? Uh, that was good. Is his wife Melania Trump? Yes. <laughs> Did you watch the video, the music video? That's also. Oh, okay. we're gonna get. Sorry, to we'll get to that. Okay. If I can't play live. I can't make any money. Pay for the record. So that's why I'm talking to you. That's why I gotta go find. Wouldn't talk to you otherwise. <laughs> Just called well, we it go GoFundMe. That's why I got a GoFundMe project going. Now. Uh, hold on a minute. Is there a second one? Because this is an Indiegogo. Props to him for knowing two different sites. That's also, upset. like, I wonder why they decide. Like, if he's saying, I got to go fund me, I guess it's go fund me. It's labeled Chris Holmes Indiegogo campaign. <laughs> I guess GoFundMe is, is like 
more of a medical fundraiser. No, people do. No, people I mean, yeah. do anything. Honestly, to this point, I'd more believe this was for a medical fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> I only got Cover one all kidney. the bases. <laughs> I did a kidney fundraiser to pay for my kidney fundraiser. <laughs> Hun, which one is this? Is, is this the one for the liver or for the album? <laughs> I can't remember. No, Chris, the doctor said your liver was uh, unsavable, remember? Oh, all right. It's an album it is. <laughs> we'll make it work. To help me finish this record, I mean, you can say I'm asking for your help or whatever the special record, I don't know. He's emotionally, he's so emotionally stunted, he's embarrassed to be asking for money into a camera. Like, like, he's not talking to anyone, and he still can't make eye contact. You, you absolutely oh. nailed it. He feels so disgusting about having to ask for money. Because, like, like, this is not how things were done in the two years that he was a little bit famous. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back. That last line is very, it's very revealing. To help me finish this record, um, you could say I'm asking for your help or whatever the special record. I don't know. Look at how his eyes kind of... You could say I'm asking for your help or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> what, do you want me to say thank you, you piece of shit? <laughs> you want to actually give you something in return for your money? Just fucking give me the money, all right? What the COVID done... What the really COVID never... done? <laughs> what that COVID done did there. Oh, my God. What that COVID done did to everybody, I made the shows to pay for the shows, and now COVID don't let me pay for no shows because there are no shows because of COVID. He's like the Justin Wilson, the uh, Cajun (laughs) chef now. (laughs) What that COVID Cajun mess. Cajun mess. (laughs) (laughs) Put a little COVID into that gumbo, I guarantee. Oh, no. No COVID in the gumbo, please. Say I'm asking for your help or whatever the special record. I don't know. With the COVID done, it's really hampered me. Uh, and I'd like to finish it before um, 2021, you know, and get it done. So uh, get it done. support. Thank you. Honestly, I have to say high bar but that was michael shannon's best performance <laughs> great that guy <laughs> that's a good call michael shannon should totally play he would, he would be. be honest so we've played let it roar which is one of my but, all-time favorite great the, music videos let's just a quick beginning to gilligan's island i like we don't even have to like have the audio because i don't uh the lyrics the are always priceless truck. oh that's good idea uh but the we'll do we'll do the other one because we've we've played this before but it's just him that's my favorite shot yeah just like, like his, head, his face is a pirate thing this is where he lives this is the this france france french peninsula that he lives on and like this is his house and it's like he's complaining <laughs> Because of what the COVID done. I, love I like, drink my tea. <laughs> he's got his espresso. It's How sad. Drink. You could tell that he's on hard times now, though, because in this video, he's got two beard braids, and now he's down yep. to only one. There's, there's a severe shortage of rat tails. Uh, <laughs> rat tail I, twist ties. Sid. And now, 
you missed it earlier, but there was a point where he was headbanging and then took a bite of his breadstick while headbanging. It's like, what could be more metal? Nothing says metal like a marina. There was that little uh, phase, remember, in all metal oh, videos yeah, where they were, they were squeezing it. in breadsticks into every video. I don't know if you remember that. It was because Big Breadstick was paying them off. <laughs> I, I would love to have seen a House Hunters International episode with him when he first moved overseas. And he's just like pricing villas. That's great. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the open concept, man. I don't know. Yeah. There's right. something in a split level. <laughs> So let's uh, play playing with fire. Two days ago, a lot. So it, the video is mostly stock footage, <laughs> and kind of hilariously selected stock footage. But then there is video of him doing his guitar solo. In the but it's all kind of worth. We can fast forward to it. We should look at some of it. What's that logo? Oh, and the song's about the song is about coronavirus. Oh god. This this is pretty. Cool. Does he think coronavirus caused the California orange sky thing? Is that what this is? Mothers are crying because their children are dying. What's happening in that shot? Wait, go back. Somebody tell me what the fuck's going on there. What was that? It just started to rock. Yeah, what? There's people standing in fog in the middle of crates? What's happening? What is this? He's going to show where the uh, infected bat was cut open and spread the COVID there. So I see what the COVID done. Oh, yo. That was a Cialis hat. <laughs> Literally, they just took stock footage from a Cialis hat. Whoa. Jack Black playing Chris Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was that the, uh, who was that? From Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper. Oh, is he dead from COVID or something? No, he's singing this verse. Oh, I thought that was a tribute, like all the, the roll call of everyone is tonight. There are still photos of everyone who sang on the track, uh, which gets really funny at the end. What is it? Is this like from a Jane's Addiction video? He literally just said, I'm so sad, I think I'm going to cry. That is a lyric in this song. Might not. I don't know. Don't you know <laughs> the Aurora Borealis caused COVID. That's yeah. the message I'm getting. <gasps> Wait, who is it? Is this Metal Mike? Mm, it's Tommy Bolin, I think. Oh, okay. From uh, Doro's Band. We should really describe what's going on for our I mean, you're looking at a series of random images which may or may not have anything to do with COVID. Now it's the words future people code. And there's a lot of fire. Yeah. Lightning. Lightning. A guy with spinning a fire stick thingy. Yeah, that's sort of like Lynch Daily. The guitar solo footage. What now? It's a lady running. Sports bra. 
Where, what is the COVID specific like lyrics? Everything. It was like we were talking over all of it. Oh. People are dying. It's so sad. It's making me cry and some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was all. It's so oh, sad. I want to watch Look at this. Five Life of Brian. Yeah. Oh my God. I love. Okay. okay. First of all. So it, it, for, for, for our audio listeners, it's, <laughs> it's a guitar solo. And now it's Chris Holmes behind like a fire. Like That's not a real tini- fire. The tiniest fireplace fire you have ever seen. I don't think it's even that. I think it's a filter. Yeah, I okay. think so too. Okay, but here's the kicker. Uh, Chris Holmes recorded his solo on his phone, and the reason that I know it's on his phone is he didn't even bother putting it into fucking landscape mode. It's in portrait mode, so then the, the, the outer borders is stock footage of fire this is the greatest thing i've ever seen and then it's gonna cut to a stock shot of some dude dancing in front of another fire that's like clearly not chris holmes also in the next shot he's got a dog face and a tongue sticking out (laughs) (laughs) no i think the fire is in the video you do you think they just made a little fire it's yeah it's like out of focus and it follows i think it's there on purpose so we don't see that he's not actually doing that solo he does at one point like drop his hand and wave it at the camera when the audio is still going it's pretty funny and what is that yeah here look he's Uh, waving his hand but if you could hear it he's in fact supposed to be playing I think you oh, guys yeah. are all wrong. I think that's the uh, Firefox logo icon on his phone. That's <laughs> going. Uh, oh, what the- <laughs> and then this is the singer for the closing verse. Oh. And fun oh, thing God. about this singer who sings over We the People. First of all, that's Europe. <laughs> Second of all, as you can probably tell from his accent, this dude's Canadian. <laughs> Also, Chris oh, do you These are all the backing vocalists. Wait, wait, the last one is truly like next level amazing. And oh, not yet. <laughs> Is that someone's realtor? Yeah, that's the lady who found his Wait, 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 wait. The Remax commercial. (laughs) I love that they don't even add like a Ken Burns effect to these skills. Where the hell is the last one? Just like a bonfire. There's one last oh. photo of a backing oh, singer, and it's the best one. Is this from the Black Panther? No. Uh, there. Oh, oh my god, those eyebrows. Ala Pugachova's granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> we don't put the mask back on. Set the mask on. That's a baby here. That baby's playing fire. That baby, Chris Holmes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, where's the vodka bottle? Oh, written slash composer. <laughs> so it took me multiple views to figure out those photos were of the people singing. For a long time, I was like, why is there just this random photo of this woman <laughs> at the very end of the video? What, what, made, what made you realize it? Uh, recognizing Steve Grimmett from Grim Reaper's photo. Hmm. 
I just thought that was a younger picture of Chris Holmes. It does look kind of like Chris Holmes. Greg the Hammer Valentine, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Or a nasty boy. (laughs) Very sags. I would think more like Mr. Perfect. You're being too kind. Would not. Yeah, I guess you're right, actually. After he let him, if he he had lived long enough to let himself go. Yeah. Could have been. Sure. Curtis. Well, before we move on, I do want to mention... Before we move on, I'd like to mention that Sweden's Amaranth has released their sixth album, Manifest. It was produced, mixed, and mastered by Jacob Hansen in Denmark, best known for working with the great Volbeat. Volbeat. No, it's Volbeat. Uh, But check out the quarantine single Viral and the female-empowered duet with Amaranth singer Elise and Battlebeast singer Nura in strong plus other dynamic metal hits by streaming manifest now on your favorite streaming platform visit nuclearblast.com to order this record on cd or limited color vinyl amaranth manifest out now so there we have it that was a little that was a little interesting situation and uh, let's ask Eric, are you a fan of Chris Holmes? Are you playing with fire, Eric? <laughs> mm. All right, I guess not. But uh, two and three. He had to hang up so he could go donate to that Indiegogo. Oh, that makes sense. Two and three, wide nut is the number. That's two and three, nine four three, three six eight eight. And uh, what else is going on in the world? Oh, I did want to play this very important clip uh, because I'm pretty sure it's about one of you guys. Uh, so let me just let me just cue this up uh, very quickly, uh, and then uh, we could. Okay, let's see. Let's get this share screen. All right. Here we go. Moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. man also told <laughs> others in the room laughed, understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting. <laughs> Depot says they will not be pressing charges. But I can tell you right now, you asked the producer for me to read that, didn't you? <laughs> To Ethan now, please. No. <laughs> oh, Ethan. Oh, my goodness. That was amazing. <laughs> I just love how she comes to realize what's going on. <laughs> but she's still professional enough to keep reading. I love oh, that it. Don't fuck around. Of course it happened in Wichita. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking assholes. Responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. <laughs> they should have pressed charges after he took the shit. Yeah. <laughs> how bad it was. I mean, there's been uh, plenty of shits that I took where I feel like I 
could have been arrested. <laughs> could have been domestic terrorism. Yeah, like, oh my goodness. So who are you accusing uh, of us of being the culprit here? Exactly. Well, it could be. Well, see, with Sid, it, it wouldn't be in a Home Depot. I would say th- this is more of a Darren situation. Because <laughs> Sid Why? wouldn't make it to the Home Depot. It's true. Um I would have well, taken a shit in the parking lot. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's that's it's more because of uh, Sid's past behavior than than yours, Darren. <laughs> I thought you said I, that I'm more likely to go into Home Depot or something. Well, Home Depots traditionally have very clean bathrooms. Is that right? They, they also like wasn't was it a Home Depot? Where, like in that remember in that Jackass movie where he goes to the toilet store and shits in one of the toilets in the oh, store? Yeah. Was that a Home Depot? I, I don't know. No, I think you it was like a mom that. and pop. Yeah. Kind of. Mom and uh, plop, so. you mean. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, it's crazy. It's been a week since Eddie Van Halen died. Like, he died a week ago today. It was right before the show started. That's right. Um, I have been listening to a lot of uh, Van Halen. And uh, I actually put on the album they uh, put out in 2015. The one... Uh, uh, Different kind of truth. The one with Chris Holmes uh, guesting Oh, on my it. God. And it's good. There's like some... I mean, it's not like great, but there's a few jams. <laughs> Most of it is... Um like they reworked demos that they had rejected from old albums back in the day so it's like kind of new but not you know what i mean like is that true or are you just saying yeah. it sounds like that oh no, no 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 like they literally did that for a substantial chunk of the record right. and i think that's part of why it turned out so like yeah. if slayer had done that the last slayer record might have been a lot better <laughs> right yeah i think that really it really made it work because uh it really it, it is almost like a throwback record yeah like because i'm sure he eddie van halen wouldn't write like that now you know he's 30 well, no, he's years dead old. now rob well oh Sad. fucked up and it really made me feel like was valerie bertinelli that big of a star in the 80s yes yeah, yeah, yeah. like she was huge right like it, it really feels like a like a, a, a it was a very uh famous like romance, right? Like the famous rock star dating the famous actor. I think she got she skyrocketed in fame after she hooked up with him, though. Like she was a she was a, like on a TV show, but she wasn't because like a box she was office with, movie. I think they were both pretty famous. She was famous, but I feel like that she I I, I don't I don't remember her being like she was never in a, like a major movie like she did TV movies. She stuff. was a I think she was a soap star, wasn't she? Yeah, one day at a time. Day at a time. Well, she was, <laughs> Right. Yeah, it was one day at a time. Uh, but I think that's what's interesting. Yeah, like, I'm sure that her dating the guitarist in the most famous band uh, in in the world at the time probably helped her star as well. I found this old... I've been, like, look, downloading and looking at, like, old Eddie Van Halen clips on YouTube, just, like, old interviews and stuff like that. And I found there was an old Entertainment Tonight report with him and, and, and her. And it, it, it's so great. Like, they're, the way the media portrayed their love story, it just feels like an 80s sitcom. It feels like they had such an 80s sitcom relationship. Let me play this old Entertainment Tonight clip. Look at, look at how wonderful they look with the, 
with the headband that Valerie is wearing and the striped shirt that he's wearing. Whose mullet is better? I would say Eddie has the better mullet here. It's too Bon jovi I'm star Valerie Bertinelli and her rock and roll husband, Eddie Van Halen. Her so notice, rock and roll husband. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's the star and he's the husband. Yeah, she well, was a big deal. Tonight. Yeah. The odds of Hollywood marriages lasting are pretty slim these days, particularly considering the long working hours and the time apart. But Valerie Bertinelli and Eddie Van Halen are trying to beat those odds, as I found out when I visited with them. Spoiler alert, they did not. (laughs) She's the straight-laced beauty from the long-running sitcom One Day at a Time. Oh, I think that was part of it, too, right? Because she played, like, the goody two-shoes, and she's dating a bad boy. Which is, yeah... Which is sorry, go on. He's the lead guitarist for his rock group, Van Halen. They seem to come from different worlds. So when these two teen idols decided a year ago to marry, many of their fans and friends said it wouldn't work. I wanted you to also point out how much Eddie coughs during this interview. It's so (laughs) hard to watch that part of it. He's young here, too. Valerie, your tag's a goody two-shoes, and the rock world is supposed to be so insane. That's, you just said the key word, supposed to be. I mean, I see more insane people in the TV world than I have in his world. I mean, you know, and he just... I'll verify that. (laughs) (laughs) He lived with his parents when I met him. I mean, come on. (laughs) Okay, that's enough. (laughs) Although they were affectionate and happy in front of our camera, reports have recently Uh come out saying the marriage is in trouble, with Eddie's fast-paced lifestyle and rock friends driving Valerie crazy. His rock friends. But good grief. They must get him from down under. I mean, that's the only place that they can find him. Fucking G.E. Smith coming over at all hours. I have a problem with thinking that we're actually very happy and normal and enjoy our privacy and enjoy being together. You know, I guess it bothers some people. I don't, doesn't bother me. I enjoy being happy, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't have anything else. But the pressures of the both people are in the public eye, so it's not surprising that these two found one of their happiest moments away from oh, Hollywood so and their staged. half million dollar okay. home. 100%. We took off one weekend a while ago. All right, and, and then they talk about how they just went to some the moment, cabin went to Big Bear. the best time because it was just a shitty cabin. Bless their hearts. <laughs> But it didn't they work. They were married for 26 them. years. That's yeah, they, it did last a long. I'm just yeah. being dick. I'm just. And I, I just, think if I see an easy mean joke, I can't not. Oh, I just I, I, come like, on, <laughs> preaching to the choir. Yeah, you don't have to tell us, but uh, yeah, I think the reason she left him too is just because he wouldn't stop smoking. It wasn't like uh, it, it wasn't. Is that he, true? I believe so. Yeah, because or because he start he started smoking again after oh, having maybe. some sort of uh, throat treatment. He had tongue cancer a long time ago. Like Yeah. And then I guess, you know, whatever this was. <clears throat> surprisingly, or not surprisingly, rather like paradoxically, uh, Van Halen music is super upbeat. So I've been listening to all this really, really like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody online described it as like every Van Halen song is a dog in sunglasses on a skateboard. <laughs> Pooch. Oh, uh, yeah. It really is. It really is very... I've been listening to a lot of the David Lee Roth stuff too. Like the uh, Hagar stuff or the Gary Sharon. The Gary Sharon stuff is bad. Really bad. Uh, 
<clears throat> the thing is, when I was first getting into metal, Sammy Hagar was the singer. Mm-hmm. So I have like a spot for for some of that era, uh, for unlawful carnal knowledge in particular. But for the most part, like no, who the fuck wants to listen to? Yeah, it, it, but no, but he's got he's got some good stuff. Like I gotta give him his due. He's got some good stuff. No, there's good. But to me, anytime uh, the Sammy stuff comes up. I'm just like this is so like dad rock. I don't it know. feels I'm, I'm like the age to be listening to dad rock, certainly, but it just doesn't. It's not as like edgy. It feels like know. a different band. Yeah, yeah. and it feels like, like an older band. Yes, and like you listen to the first song on For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge is the song Pound Cake, which is there's a lot of that album. The initials spell fuck, obviously, and like there's a lot of attempts on that album. I feel like somebody from the label was like, let's make Sammy sexy. Dave was sexy. Let's see if we can make Sammy sexy. <laughs> and uh, and it's not, it's just like, I like that album, but it's just, it comes off being silly. I mean, he's comparing women to pound cakes. And David can get away with that. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, seeing you snap your fingers. Uh, Thanks. As well, it's very nice. I'm that here was for. the record executive part of the whole uh, oeuvre here. Hey, we got to make him sexy. Poked up 80s A&R guy. <laughs> uh, and also, though, uh, I think we, we might have uh, breached on this. It just uh, further illustrates that metal is getting very old and not regenerating. Where are the Not new- regenerating. Where are the new Eddie Van Halen's? Isn't it your job to find them, Rob? I'm looking. I haven't found. Even, you know, forget a new Eddie Van Halen and settle for, settle for a new David Shepard. <laughs> How about that? Relax. We're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> and even like, you know, uh, yeah, it's not regenerating. It, fe- it just feels like somebody needs to give it a kick in the ass or something. I feel like there needs to be uh, more metal pop bands, pop metal bands kind of where it's like a heavy band but people who are afraid of metal can listen to it i think that's oh, like I, good ones yeah good ones. yeah not exactly. not five finger death punch or like pop star, like kill star what's that pop kills i don't know oh pop evil pop evil yeah, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like like bands that everyone agree are good like you know, Dave Grohl has his haters, but people like most people, yeah. agree, Foo Fighters, are objective. They have objectively good songs, uh, and there haven't really been bands like that. The guy at the bar who doesn't like ACDC, everybody knows, is kind of a dick. Kind of right. ACDC is another because it's like AC, th- th- this promotional push for their new album is so over the top and it's so ins- like they're they're throwing so much money at this promotion and uh, I, like I'm just like what modern metal band would any label ever? I mean, not that you could argue ACDC is not a metal band; they're a rock band, sure. But like, what modern rock band even would any label throw this much power power behind? No pun intended. Pur. Pur. Yeah, there's no... Oh, it's pur. I'm surprised that the title doesn't have rock in the title, nor does the first single have rock in the title. It's like, what's going on, ACDC? <laughs> <laughs> They're getting old, Rob. They're getting old. <laughs> um, I don't... I question if it's... Look, 
I'm grateful for the advertising money. Oh, absolutely. I, I question if that's even necessary. I feel like if you put an ACDC logo and a release date against a black background, everyone will get it. Or everyone who's going to get it will get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like advertising Bud Light. Exactly. But I think also it, it's just, yeah, but it's just they know they're going to make so much money yeah. on this that they're like, all right, well, let's take 1% of it and spend it on advertising. Yes, that's fair. Because especially and, with, like, there's no torque. I think that's part of the reason why they're probably doing a bigger advertising push because the tour was the ad like doing doing the radio interviews and and you know promoting the tour that would have promoted the album but now they don't have that so they probably have to double up on the ads i don't know i'm just talking about my answer i'm not like talking with any inside knowledge of their strategy but i would imagine for a band that level they already have healthy budgets and with no touring the label's probably like let's throw a little you know their label isn't like some tiny boutique it's fucking sony right they got no just to get just to get those five guys in a room together you have to spend like three million dollars right yeah yeah well what's crazy too is the producer said he didn't know who would be showing up until the first day of recording also just how secretive they are with who's in the band and whatever which is silly because is it secretive or did they also not know <laughs> that's fair that could be <laughs> gotta live to the get to the studio I just, tough times uh axel you made it your background i do want to say the eddie van halen design is like one of if not the most iconic design in rock music it's so it's so nice and simple and, and still exudes the attitude of the genre like i, I really really genuinely love it it's great. Yeah, it's iconic. It's like you see it and you immediately know what it is. Yeah, I actually got a pair of board shorts with the design. I'm excited to wear them next summer for the next season. Got a little inhaling tribute. Next yeah, season of boarding? That <clears throat> you think we'll still be here? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm cool with it either way. Okay. <laughs> if we're not, I had a good run. If you're going out, you're going out in style. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going board out in my shorts. board shorts. <laughs> my Eddie Van Halen board shorts. Jams. Sure. Yeah. Why not? I mean, as long as it's like quick, you know, like a nice meteor or something, that'd be nice. Don't count on that. No. I'm just it's going to be germs from Heshi Tischler. <laughs> <laughs> Taking you out, buddy. Valve's airborne COVID is coming. USA. USA. <laughs> I did want to, um, you know, on the topic of the election, play a quick, uh, quick little clip uh, of something that I saw this morning from, because I guess Donald Trump had a rally last night. And uh, then... We, to, the guy still has coronavirus. I'm, I'm, I'm talking slowly because I'm trying to load the clip. They're saying that he's tested negative two days in a row, but nobody believes them. I believe uh, that he tested negative. I don't believe, necessarily believe that he had it in the first place. Mm-hmm, fair. That, that could be the case, too. I definitely don't believe that he had it and got rid of it in four or five days or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I hope that if he did have it, it comes back. I had a mild version of it, and it took two weeks. You did? Yeah. Well, so. How do you yeah. think you got it? 
oh, my girlfriend and I both got it, like, immediately, because we were idiots. Because we were like, all these people wearing masks, and then we got it. We were like, oh, okay, we get it. That's very intellectually honest of you, though. Yeah. This was, like, back in... This was just literally, like, just as the lockdown was starting. That makes sense. I think that's excusable. In our very... In our very meager defense. You mean like when everyone, both sides of the government, was saying masks are not that big of a deal? And don't exactly. Yeah, you're actually. <laughs> I blame our leaders. No, yeah, we didn't take it seriously, and we paid for it pretty quickly. Uh, okay, so here, here's here's this clip. So now he said he's beaten it, and I, you know, here's why I do. Wait, think he's he... beaten it in the clip? Yes. What kind of rally is this? It's a it's Florida, man. This will uh, surely sink Trump. The reason, the reason that I do think that he may have had it, one reason for saying he did have it, I should say, is he seems so hopped up. And I don't know if it's uh, steroids or amphetamines or what. Could you be even hear it in his voice. He is so high right now. And he looks abnormally shitty, even by his standards, I feel like. Yeah, so that's why I think he, he may have had it. And he's just one of the side effects of these steroid uh, uh, intakes is delusions of grandeur. So I think he just feels like he's stronger than ever, but it's a false feeling, you know? <laughs> Uh, so here's the, this is the most absurd clip out of this fucking rally yesterday, and it's it's completely apolitical. I think everyone on both sides of the aisle can enjoy this clip. They get out there, get out. One thing with me, the nice part, I went through it. Now they say I'm immune. I can feel. I feel so powerful. I'll walk into that audience. I'll walk in there. I'll kiss everyone in that audience. He sounds like he's threatening me. I'll walk in there. I'll kiss everyone. All right, kids. Dude, it's Sanford, Florida. Like, what the fuck do you expect? <laughs> That's what Goldust used to say. Remember when he would cut promos? Oh, if you don't shut up, I'll kiss every last one of you. Or I'll kiss everyone in that audience. I'll kiss the guys and the beautiful women and them. Everybody, I'll just give you a big fat kiss. No, but there is something nice. I don't have to be locked up in my basement, and I wouldn't allow that to happen anyway. I wouldn't allow it to happen. But if you want... Yeah, he wouldn't allow even to be in a hospital for any longer. I got to say one good thing about that clip. They finally uh, found people to wear the Blacks for Trump shirt that are actually black this time. Well, it's always that one guy. But there's always the beard. but there's always like photos of white people wearing those shirts. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. Almost every rally. Every time I think about it, every time I hear it, lock yourself in a basement and say, I'm not going to bother with the word. You got to get out. And it's risky. It's risky, but you got to get out. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't make sense. Anyway, we don't have to go through the rest of these clips, but that was the best one. (sighs) I hope hope his suffering ends soon. You know? Would you like to elaborate on that? <laughs> no, take that take that as you will. Okay, fair enough. Um, but we'll see. The election is now. Oh, is it three weeks from today? Is that yes? Is that, correct. Oh, I can't wait. And and we're broadcasting on election night. <sighs> but we're going to be done before the results are over. The last election. Well, results aren't going to be available till December. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> We'll be we done can. with like three extra episodes by the time we might have results. 
There may be a civil war before yeah. we, we have results. Uh, next week might be our last episode uh, due to the war. Uh, well, but, why do you say that? Oh, just, you know, we'll all be bombed to bits. Oh, good, because I have a dentist appointment on the 19th, and I really don't want to go to it. Mm. <laughs> Well, no, that's before our next episode, though. So sorry, you have to. Oh, finish. wait! Oh, God damn it! Is that enough cancellation time? They might still charge you. Oh no! <laughs> God damn! <laughs> I'm not even gonna get you to enjoy the one thing about the war. <laughs> Ridiculous! Uh, I do love that. Uh, uh, I, I'm now thinking back to the 2016 election, and like how. We, we were kind of gloating that, you know, like, oh, well, Hillary's going to have it. You know, Hillary did it. Who's <laughs> we? I wasn't gloating that. I, well, was glo- I mean, I feel like either one of them was well, going to I'm sorry. No, we weren't gloating that Hillary was going to win. We're pretty clear, sure we were, that she was going to win. We were pretty sure she was going to win. We were gloating how bad Trump was going to lose it. And then well, because re- at the point we were doing the show, it was like all like more red state results that were in. So we we're like, oh, don't worry. Once, once the blue states start, start coming in, it's going to be a landslide. It'll be and, fine. And then l- literally a half hour after we end the show, you know, I'm driving back home from the studio to text me like, uh, holy shit, dude. <laughs> he may have won, like, I-, I forget what state, but it was like a big state. And it was like, this could be a problem. Yeah. And here we are four years later. But it's all right now because we have someone who's exactly the same as Hillary Clinton, but more senile and more evil. So it can be a landslide. No problem. Yeah, it should be all right. Well, thankfully, he he isn't running against. He's running against an incumbent Trump. Who, he's running yeah. against Trump, who had four years to give people a reason to vote for the more evil but person. Even if he loses, he's going to contest the election. Yeah, like there's no way that this. There's no happy ending to this. Somebody's going to be upset and incited to violence. Yeah, and I think it's another thing to point out is regardless of who wins, it's like almost a. <laughs> It's probably an 80 to 90% certainty that Trump will be ahead in counted votes at the end of Tuesday night. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. So regardless of who actually wins, he will declare a victory. Yeah. Because so many of the people who are voting for Trump are just going to go out and not wear masks and go to the voting booth. And so many of the people that are voting for Biden are going to mail their ballots in. So it's going to take way longer to count them. I see. Well, some of the some of the places uh, count the ballots some, uh, yes. before, but... I do. They're predicting that more blue blue votes will come in the next day. Well, let's because say those votes will be counted later. Put it this way: Biden would have to win like an electoral landslide for him to be ahead mm. on Tuesday night. I yes. Say. You know, I don't think that's anywhere near going to happen. No. Hey. We'll see. What happened? What I miss? No, just. USA. USA. I thought your cat walked into the frame or something. I'd vote for your cat, Sid. I would too if he was on the ballot. Lazy fuck couldn't get the signature. Just too busy licking his own asshole. Piece of shit. Wait, Donald Trump is your cat? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else? What else is going on in the world? Anybody have any life stories going on? Anything going on in their in their existence that they'd like to share? Do you? Talk mm. to Rob Halford. 
I did talk to Rob Halford. That was very talk, nice. Tell us about that. I did a Zoom interview with Rob Halford. He was delightfully polite and wonderful and thoughtful in his answer. Are you surprised by this? Did you expect him to no, be No, I mean, I was, I was very, I was uh, trying not to be too starstruck. <laughs> Uh, but it was fun. You could you toss some softballs or you actually get in there and ask him something? Uh... I don't think I did. Uh, well, first we talked about Eddie Van Halen because, you know, I wanted the blogs mm-hmm. to pick up the quotes. And uh, then I uh, talked to him about stuff from his book and, and stuff. He, I talked about the future of metal as well. You know, like, oh, who's going to be the next Eddie Van Halen? And, and Rob was, in fact, optimistic. He says that there's plenty of people metals bigger than ever and 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 i know someone will come along because they have to That's what he said. but he didn't actually name anyone specific that's out there now thor shredstein <laughs> Chris has, has thor weighed in on the death of uh, one of his biggest rivals mm, i believe uh thor said something to the line of i'm sorry he's gone he owed me 30 dollars." something like that <laughs> <laughs> coke outstanding coke debt yeah maybe maybe thor gave him a bump and then he charged him for it he, he wouldn't give it to him for free my original name was thor van shredstein and i had to change <laughs> at the last minute because of that punk <laughs> oh whoop de doo we got a dutch shredder where have i heard that before right here <laughs> i got a dutch oven for the dutch shredder Come and get it. Where is Thor's Indiegogo campaign? <laughs> Thor is now launching a GoFundMe on Pinterest <laughs> to fund by driving. I, he's asking for your help or something. I don't know. Yeah. I need like a Fanta budget. I don't know. I uh, need Fanta to give me, to give you, to go on stage, to pay for my Fanta, to go and play shows, to pay, to for, pay for shows, and to pay for Fanta. Thor, typically, I don't know if you if you know how GoFundMe works. Uh, usually, I mean, not always, but usually the person giving the money would get something uh, in return. So yeah, like you get lacking. to give Thor Shredstein money. That's what you get to do. Also, in and of privilege. itself, the giving of the money is the gift that you get. Me accepting your money is what you get. I see. <laughs> That's Thor's, Thor's promise to you. Thor's, Thor's down on tough times. Thor can't tour. He no, had COVID Thor. three times. <laughs> just refuses to wear a mask keeps going out on the uh, jersey shore heck i'm up to COVID 21 now <laughs> had so him much. on a ventilator he plugged his guitar into it oh, he's <laughs> it always ahead mess. of the curve he's got he's got thought demanded to be able to practice in his hospital room <laughs> and the hospital did not like it that ventilator has sick tones though yeah you you, you put in a nice crybaby into that ventilator oh the tones wait did he unplug his own ventilator or did he unplug someone else what are you crazy thor's not unplugging his own ventilator no he's gonna unplug someone else's ventilator maury's 87 years old he lived the life i could i could use his ventilator i could have gone either way thor with that because i could have seen you unplugging your own ventilator believing that COVID was a hoax 
And that you no, you see, I just well, I I left the hospital. Thor doesn't have medical insurance, so nice. Thor didn't. Were you want, at the same Thor hospital rather, as Chris Christie? Thor would rather self-medicate. I was there with Chris Christie. Me and Chris go way back. We played many <laughs> softball games together. And uh, let me tell you, Chris Christie knows some good coconuts. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it tight in that room with Chris Christie? Those hospital rooms aren't that big. The air was tight after all the fucking fun Chris Christie did. Jeez, what is in that guy's diet? Mm-hmm. Just has steak wraps all day. It smells like, geez, Louise. Now we know why that beach was so empty when he was there. Was Have a little side salad, buddy. He didn't use even it. That, that was fake fiber. News, fake news about the law that he, he, you know, like he closed the beach and went. To, he just cleared everyone out with farts. No, see what it was was he wanted an exclusive beach performance from Thor Shredstein. He didn't want anyone in his sight lines. To give and Thor him. said, "All right, you got to pay me," and he did. So I was on that beach with him. Him, him, and his moose knuckle. Oh, yeah. The man wears very tight pants. I mean, any pants would be tight. And Thor wants to remind everyone to wear a max. Wear a max. (laughs) Make sure to wear your max when you go outside. Now, I don't want to interrupt Thor, but if I could talk to Rob again for a second. Yes. Uh, So you interviewed Rob Halford. Yes. You were also the interviewee of one of our former uh, guests. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was interviewed uh, by Sean Siriani, a.k.a. Josh Evan Groban, for longtime listeners. He has a podcast called The Creative Imbalance, and it's really good. He talks about, you know, he talks to people about being creatives, and I'm creative. No, no, no. So you talked to me about uh, starting metal injection and then, and also doing the podcast and stuff like that. And, and it was a fun interview. And I tell my Dave Grohl story again, which is always mm-hmm. very fun for me to go through. So anytime anyone asks, I give them the whole spiel. Name dropper. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. We're just friends, you know. We, <laughs> we don't follow each other on Twitter. I don't have his phone number. You know, we're friends. <laughs> Don't follow each other, him. Each other I understand him not following you, but you don't follow him. Oh, I follow him, but he doesn't follow me back. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to act all cool for a second there. I don't have to act cool, Sid. I just am. Is that Robert Thor? Cool. No, it's me. It's me. Drop. Agree to disagree. Oh. Um, what else is going on in the world? Uh, I want to point out that I hate the Lakers now just because of how many people are suddenly Lakers fans because they won the uh, NBA championship. It's like, all right, we get it. I'm done. I'm done with the Lakers. I'm done with you. Where are you seeing bandwagon Lakers fans? A lot of social media bandwagon Laker fans. Too many of them. We don't need them. All right. How old do the, the Knicks do this season? They were one of the worst teams in basketball. Worse than the Nets? Oh, yeah. The Nets made the playoffs. The oh, okay. Knicks didn't That's even nice. get invited to the bubble. They were so bad. So, no. Oh, and what's going on with the NFL? Are they – do a lot of people have the COVID? Or are they – are there games, games not being played? a couple of games canceled and rescheduled. But there's like I no – no team's been shut down for like two weeks or anything like that would happen in baseball. I see. And with concerts, nothing's going on. I miss the days of concerts where you had to buy a hot dog to get in and not have to wear a mask. That was a fun two weeks. (laughs) What happened with that place? Any updates on that story? Uh, I think they, well, 
What was it called? Did it have a weird name? Like Schachters or something like that? What was it called? I can't remember. It was uh, Tischler's. Heshy <laughs> Tischler's? That's right. That's why he's mad. <laughs> Shut down his fucking club. Uh, fucking Cuomo. <laughs> I did check recently, and they're not doing shows, but they are doing outdoor eat, like restaurant. Do you, Rob, what if like this weekend we went there for lunch just to see if they recognized you and tried no. to assault you? Like, there's that motherfucker that wrote about him. Get, get him. So now, do you have to go there and listen to shitty music in order to eat a chili dog? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all come full circle. Fair. It's fair. Maybe it changed. Hold on. I know that the uh, owner of the restaurant sent me a friend, friend request. Ooh. Coupon, I'm- maybe? Free chili dog? No, I just did not accept her friend request. Oh, jerk. We don't need to be friends. That's a long way to schlep for a free chili dog. Yeah. It better be one hell of a chili dog. I mean, how hard <laughs> is it to make your own chili dog? Yeah, for Oh, real. I think I might have canceled her mem- like her friend request because it's no longer in my, my queue. Sad. It is sad. That would have been a good bit. Oh, well. I mean, we could still go there. <laughs> Just film it. Do some, like, on-site reporting. I don't know. I'd rather just go to Roller Roaster and give them my money. Fair. I miss that place. You do a bang-bang. No. No. All right. No. Yeah, have you gone into? I mean, Axel, have you gone into uh, Manhattan? How's Manhattan? Now? Is it over? I've been going into Manhattan a bunch because my mother lives there. Um, <clears throat> it's the same as it is here. Some yeah. places are really crowded. Some places are not so crowded. Uh, I, I Chinatown was really crowded the other day, so that was interesting to see. The, the guys selling fake purses are all wearing face masks, like dutiful bootleggers. Nice. Yeah. I was in the LES. It was pretty. Uh, it, it was actually surprisingly very, uh, you know, maskified. I feel like really? I hardly saw anybody walk around with that. A few. There's always a few, but you know, when I'm in Manhattan, I feel like they're the ones taking it the most seriously. That's the only oh. time I've been in Manhattan in the last. Uh, I'm only. I only. I've only been a handful of times, uh, but and and it does feel a little reduced capacity, but not like that much. It's fine. I went to the Lower East Side a couple weeks ago on the weekend, and it felt like it was a normal fucking day. Mm-hmm. There was, like, outdoor and indoor dining at all these places, and they were fucking jam-packed. There were people, like, one of the – I was on – I think it was Avenue B, and one of the blocks was, like, shut down, so there was, like, people just dancing in the street. It was like a fucking carnival. It was terrifying. <laughs> like, I mean, like, the people out – like, the way they had it set up, there was, like – the middle of the sidewalk you could walk but then on either side of you there were people outdoor dining and while they're sitting there they're not wearing masks and they're like facing towards you so if you're walking down the street like yeah that's that's rough it's brutal also yeah even it's like that around here too it's they're just on the sidewalk with the tables they're not wearing masks and like the distance between us is like two feet yeah so stupid it's rough I'm over it, folks. Over it. Uh, But before we get out of here, 
I would like to send a big shout out to our top livecast fans of the week. And of course, you can be a top livecast fan of the week by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. And I would uh, note that for $5 a month, you get access to our bonus episodes. Uh, which uh, this month, uh, the first bonus episode is Trick or Treat. We watch the we do a watch along of the movie with Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne. And later this week, uh, on Thursday, I believe, uh, I will be uploading uh, what's the other one? Cannibal Holocaust. Yes. Uh, oh, which is oof. just a brutal movie in. Every sense of the word. Can I just say one thing about Cannibal Holocaust? Had none of you seen it before? No, I, I, had, I had seen it, but it was a transformative experience simply because before watching it with the three of you, I never realized how much uh, disco was in this movie. And the fact that we had like a running thread through this film of making fun of disco songs from the 70s was one of the unexpected joys of yes. watching Cannibal Holocaust with you. Possibly the only choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, 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 sorry, go ahead, Darren. Go ahead. No, no, no. It just it, it was a, a pure joy and delight. It was a lot of things to make fun of in that film. What was your thought on on the on the film, uh, Axel? Oh, Axel. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember having a blast at the time. I mean, it's not like a good movie, but it, it was a fun movie. <laughs> but I again, I was. 16 maybe yeah it's a fun watch one time i'd say and make that time with us yes emails on our patreon patreon.com slash metal injection livecast and we add a new shirt we did add a new shirt uh patreon only shirt yes we have a patreon exclusive shirt at our 35 dollars tier and uh, here I have it pulled up right here. Let me show it to the folks that are able to watch it on our Patreon. Yeah. I hang out uh, and stretch with uh, the Metal Injection Livecast. It's a very nice design, very nice shirt, very nice, very respectable. Like, I think people will see you wear this and think, that's a, that's a guy I want to hang out with, or a girl, or a person. So uh, you, can, you can get all that at patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. Uh, but now it is, in fact, time to leave and it's time to say goodbye. For now. For now. But I can't find the MP3. But I do want to uh, give a shout out to our top livecast fans of the week and I'm going to do it as Thor Shreds team. Nice. Got to leave, got to say goodbye for now. I want to give a big shout out to Eric, Eric White. It's long till I see you guys again. Better. This is Thor Shredsteed here, and I want to tell this Eric fella, stop giving your money to the Metal Injection Livecast, give it to Thor Shredsteed. Robert Ganoush, a.k.a. Justin, you can give your money to the Livecast. It sounds like you have enough to give to the Livecast and to Thor Shredsteed. 
Benjamin, you should probably just stick to the metal injection live cast. I don't want anybody supporting Thor Shredstein with the name Benjamin. <laughs> then we got El Duderino. I've seen this guy on my shows. Back off, buddy. Back off. Dan R. What does the R stand for? And it better be cocaine. Cattle decaf. Thor does not drink anything decaf. Get out of there. Put your cattle decaf on espresso as far as Thor is concerned. Mindy Mayer's Kipper. Now you sound like a good accountant. Croc Destroyer. Yeah, that's what they call me. Wait, no, that's not right. Sam I Am I Is. That's very confusing, but you should don't donate to Thor's GoFundMe because Thor needs money to play shows, so Thor can have money to play shows. Janda. Thank you very much for your donation to the Metal Injection Livecast, but not thank you for not donating to the Thor Shrek's theme. Shasur Shasusits, what, what is this name, Shasur Shasusits? What are you doing to Thor? Thor doesn't like making his tongue twist that way, so Thor doesn't like you. But LaCroix, listen to me, LaCroix, you sound too much like that, that crap seltzer knockoff that's trying to insult my Fanta, and Thor will not stand for it. But Thor will stand for the crustacean sensation, a.k.a. God Stomper. That sounds like a man that eats his shrimp with the shell on. Then we got Ash Boslehoff. Ash Boslehoff. Who knows? Get a better last name, Ash. Jesus, come on. Then we got Dallas. Listen, I got so many young, beautiful women in Dallas. Dallas, we got to hang out with my Dallas girls. Rob of Vampiro. You sound like somebody I do not want to hang out with. Rob is a terrible name. I don't like anybody named Rob. Shane. I like it. One syllable, easy. Hugo likes tacos. Thor likes tacos. So what? What do you think? You're special? You're not. Unless you donate to Thor's campaign, then you're special. Uh, Then we got here goes. Here goes what? Here goes what? And I go, hey, guys, it's Josh. Well, hey, Josh, it's Thor. <laughs> All right. That's that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I want to send a big thanks to Axel Rosenberg. Hit up metalsucks.net. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. We are out of here. We'll be back next week. Hopefully Noah will be back with us. <clears throat> Safe travels to her. Hasn't and, eloped. And uh, until then, uh, see you later. Bye.